Welcome to the Center for the Performing Arts at Penn State. I'm Communications Director Laura Sullivan, and you're in tune with Previews. Tenor Matthew Oltman has sung with Chanticleer for a decade. In 2008, he also became music director of the San Francisco-based Male Chorus. Chanticleer, nicknamed an Orchestra of Voices, comes to Penn State in February 2009 to perform a program of music from the Americas. Previews editor John Mark Raffis speaks with Oltman about Chanticleer's range of styles and the diverse program of music scheduled for the University Park concert. Chanticleer, for those who are not familiar, was founded in 1978 in San Francisco, and you're still based there. And then Joseph Jennings came along a few years later, I believe about 1983, and was the the music director for a quarter century and is still very active in the artistic direction. He, um, as I've read, is really credited for bringing spirituals and gospel and jazz into the repertoire and, and... that has really become some of your, your most uh, popular repertoire. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, the breadth of work that Chanticleer does? From the very beginning, uh, you know, the, the group was founded primarily to do uh, Renaissance choral music, but it was within its first season or two that it already started branching out into other types of music popularized by a cappella ensembles, folk music, some barbershop and, and jazz, you know, vocal jazz types of things. And with, as you said, with, with Joe's coming on board, that ability to do wonderful jazz and gospel arrangements expanded greatly. And soon also we began commissioning composers to write music especially for us. And that's always been a very important uh, aspect of what we do. Part of our mission is to add to the to the choral repertoire in general. And on this program we'll be doing at Penn State, uh, we'll have three pieces that we were involved in the commissioning uh, of, of them. And, uh, and it's always wonderful to be able to bring new music to life. The most recent of those commissions is a piece called The Homecoming, which is, was composed by David Conti, who is a professor at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music. And I, I see that it's um, set to uh, a... Uh, a poem by John Sterling Walker in memory of Martin Luther King. What aspect of the life of Martin Luther King Jr. does it tackle? Well, interestingly enough, it really isn't about his life so much as the legacy of his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's a it's sort of um, a call, a very emotional call to wherever the spirit of Martin Luther King is now to continue to inspire us to realize the dreams that it was set forth when, when he was living. The program is mostly dealing with the diversity of American song, but it's not exclusively all music from the United States. You also um, have some Mexican Baroque works. Uh, I know that Chanticleer, I believe it was about a decade ago, recorded a very successful CD of Mexican Baroque work. Tell me a little bit about the works from what used to be called New Spain. These two pieces uh, were written by Spanish composers, composers born in Spain who were 
imported, as it were, by the by the Spanish uh, kingdom to the new to the new world to write music for the Catholic Church, which they were establishing here. What's what's very interesting about it, I think, is that Spanish <laughs> they did not dumb down their music to, by any by any stretch of the imagination. These two pieces are incredibly sophisticated. They would stand up against, you know, Victorian Guerrero and other of the great Spanish composers handily. Yet, you can sort of tell, especially in the work of Lienas, that being so far away from the motherland did probably give him a little bit of a, um, oh, I don't know. He just, there's there's a little bit of inventiveness in the piece, which you wonder he would have, whether he would have gone there had he been writing in Spain. But maybe he, you know, these composers felt a little bit of license to, to branch out and experiment a little bit. We find the piece, pieces of Spanish music written here in the New World to have an added sense of rhythmic vitality, excitement, expansiveness, probably due to, you know, what they found when they got here. And it's, it's a sound somewhat, you know, very distinct, but definitely firmly rooted in European polyphonic and early Baroque. Um, I see you're also doing um, Reincarnations by Samuel Barber, which, of course, right. most people will recognize, uh, a Pennsylvania-born composer I might throw in. Right. Reincarnations is um, three pieces set to reworkings of old Gaelic poetry. Samuel Barber is one of those people who, it just seems like anything he wrote was sort of golden. And they're so, and anything he wrote was so unique, has its own very distinct, Think sound. I mean, you know, he I mean, when he's writing these pieces, they're sort of in this madrigal, strict four-part choral thing, you know. Which mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's that, and of all of Barbara's works, they stand alone like that, you know. Um, but yet, there's something, especially in the way that Barbara treats the voice. There is yet something that you can tell whether it's going from Barbara's operas to his to his choral pieces to even I think his orchestral works. There's there's a lyricness in the way he writes lines, which is quintessentially Barber. And in these pieces in particular, it's it's interesting as a singer to approach these pieces because they do make quite the demands on the voice. But once you're able to learn how to use the breath that you need and use the line that you need to spin out these lines that he wrote, it's some of the most exhilarating music to sing, especially probably the second piece, Anthony O'Daly, which is this this very impassioned dirge on the death of Anthony O'Daly, who was a patriot for, for, for Ireland. It just, everybody, in everybody's voice, the lines soar ever ever higher and ever more impassioned. And, and uh, it, you know, when, when, when it's going well, it, it, <laughs> there's really, it's like a locomotive. There's nothing that can stop it until its ultimate climax. And it's followed by the Kulin, which has to be one of the most rapturously beautiful choral pieces ever written. Just... It talks about drinking the milk of the white goat, and you can almost you almost feel like you're bathing in warm milk <laughs> and honey when you're singing it. Um, so the contrast between the three is is amazing, and 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 the the it's a, they're just beautiful pieces. For people who are not as familiar or maybe a little intimidated by the idea of going to a concert of this sort, what would you tell them? What makes it accessible to people who may not be familiar with it? Well, first of all, we're singing words. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. We're singing words. Each each piece has its story. Now, sometimes, you know, typically uh, we'll do a concert that will probably involve several languages, and then we have to ask, you know, the listener to 
look at the program notes and read what the translations are and what the piece is about so they have a better understanding. The good thing, you know, for people in this position, the interesting thing about this program is, unless I'm, well, let's see, what do we got? We only have three pieces that aren't in English. You know, the two early Spanish pieces, which are in Latin, and then one piece at the end of the first half, which is in Mohican. Interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, but again, the the translation of the Mohican is very simple, and 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 what it what, <laughs> what it's about is also very simple. It's pretty much, hey babe, <laughs> come on, let's go. It's pretty much, you're pretty, I'm pretty, the moon's pretty. Well, that sounds like a delightful <laughs> song. It sounds. Uh... It is. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful piece of music, and it's, so it's such a wonderful free spirit. We're singing our heritage, essentially, and um, if people, you know, all people need to do is just kind of just think a little bit about, for example, the, the songs we'll be singing by Stephen Foster that many of them will know. That Here was Stephen Foster, a penniless composer, writing during the midst of the Civil War, but yet he turned out tunes like Camp Town Races and Beautiful Dreamer and I Dream of Jeannie with Light Brown Hair and and, you know, tons of others that we all learned as, as children. People will find things that will, they will find familiar, especially on the second half, and I think that they will be in awe of the broad scope of music that we've achieved here in the little tiny 300 years of, of, of people of written, I should, not people living here, of course, there were people here before, right. but of a, of a history, of a, of a written, recorded history of people uh, living here on this great continent of ours. Tickets are on sale now for Chanticleer, February 7th at Eisenhower Auditorium. Order online at www.cpa.psu.edu or by phone at 1-800-ARTS-TIX. For the Center for the Performing Arts, I'm Laura Sullivan. Sing for you, play.